Welcome to this week's edition of the St. Paul Podcast. I'm Peter Marty, Senior Pastor of St. Paul Lutheran Church, located in the heart of Davenport, Iowa. Right here each week, you can hear a message to inspire your walk with God and hear beautiful music to fill your life. Let this podcast be your occasion to contemplate some of the deepest things in life, just as I hope it helps faith come alive for you. Pastor Sarah Olson-Smith. It is a delight to be with you on this podcast. Today we're celebrating Palm Sunday weekend, this time that begins the most holy week for Christians around the world. It is a day of great joy and expectation and hope, a day that turns to sorrow and grief at the trial, torture, and death of Jesus on a cross. When I study scripture for my own devotional life or for preaching, I ask the same few questions when I first read a part of scripture. I ask, what is God or Jesus doing in this story? And how do the people respond? What do they do? And then I ask, how is God inviting me, us, to live? As you listen to this story, pay attention to those things. 
you'll see Jesus with a single-minded focus on his saving work on the cross. And then listen to what the people do in response. And just for fun, today, I invite you to also pay attention to those non-human participants in the story. What does the donkey do? Or the rocks? What might they teach us? Here is our reading today from the Gospel according to Luke. After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethphage and Bethany, at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find there a donkey that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Just say this, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them. As they were untying the donkey, its owners asked them, why are you untying the donkey? And they said, the Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus. And after throwing their cloaks on the donkey, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. Now, as he was approaching the path down the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. And that is the gospel for this Palm Sunday. And now, on to my sermon. Years ago, my husband and I were having dinner with some people who were brand new friends. We were just getting to know them, and so, as you often do, we were sharing all those questions about our favorite things and favorite books to read, our favorite movies, the music we like to listen to, those sort of questions to get to know each other. And somehow, somebody asked, which character in the Bible do you most aspire to? to be? It's not the usual dinner party question, (laughs) but it's a fun one. Maybe you can even ask it with your friends or family as you're driving home from church today. I can't remember any of the answers, only one of them, and it wasn't my own. It wasn't one of the heroes of the Bible, Mary or Paul or Moses. Instead, my then new friend said, the donkey. I want to be like that donkey, the one that carries Jesus on Palm Sunday. That's the one I try to be. She said it with such firm conviction, and she talked about how she simply wants to be a person who carries Jesus out into the world. Like the donkey she wanted to serve with humility, doing the hard work with stubborn persistence, sharing and carrying Jesus' love out into this world. So on this Palm Sunday, I invite you to think with me about that donkey 
and how we can follow in the donkey's footsteps or hoof steps of that donkey in our own lives of faith. I have started with my colleague Jess Taylor and music from Bill Campbell, a podcast about uh, stories from the Bible, stories of Jesus for children. It's a story about a little bird who follows Jesus around, a best friend of Jesus. And because it's a story in my imagination and because it's a little bird, I imagine that little bird can talk to all the other animals whenever there are animals in these Bible stories. And so I imagined when we were telling the story of Palm Sunday that little bird and the donkey became friends and were talking about that great Palm Sunday parade so long ago. And I imagined little bird talking with that donkey who said something like, I never imagined that Jesus would choose a donkey like me to enter into this big city. I always assumed that a powerful person like Jesus would choose a strong, fancy horse to ride. But you know what they say about assuming. Do you get it? It's a donkey. (laughs) Assuming. (laughs) Well, we too assume. We too assume that power and strength look a particular kind of way. It makes sense. In Jesus' time, parades of honor were reserved for the powerful Roman Roman rulers. They'd march into town with chariots and fancy horses, with armies and banners to show off their power and to terrify the people they ruled. Then, as now, we assume that this is what strength looks like. Then, as now, we tend to believe that the answer to violence is more violence, that the way to bring change is through force and domination. Or we assume that simple actions are useless, that ordinary people are powerless. But Jesus chose to ride on a donkey. Not a chariot, no armies, not even a horse, a donkey. This animal used in farms and by laborers, loud and kind of ugly, but strong and stubborn. I sometimes wonder what those first parade goers, those palm wavers, thought as they saw Jesus humbly riding on a donkey. They lined the streets and they threw their cloaks on the road. This was a sign of such affection and admiration and loyalty. In those days, even the wealthiest people didn't have a closet full of clothes, simply what they wore every day. And it was centuries before Whirlpool washing machines were invented. But still, they threw those cloaks onto the ground, giving what little they had to show honor to Jesus. They sang out praise to God for all of God's deeds of power in Jesus the healing and the forgiving, the teaching, and so much more. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, they sang, Hosanna, which means, save us, Lord. Many of them lined that street hoping for a political revolution. They might have wished that Jesus came with a mustang and chariots and guns blazing, but instead, those crowds were given something more powerful, more world-changing. Jesus, the Son of God, 
the savior of the world, the king of the universe, on a donkey. He offered this alternative vision of power so that his living and his dying and his rising would benefit not just those people at that time and place, but would bring healing and life and freedom to this whole universe, to all creation of all time and all places. Jesus chose to ride on a donkey, chose power that comes not through force but with self-giving, chose strength born out of humility and not domination, chose to serve and not to fight, chose to forgive his enemies and not humiliate them, chose to die and not to kill, to rise again and to draw all people to himself. The power of Jesus comes through his love, through his self-giving. And the amazing thing about this saving power of Jesus is that it's not just for those Palm Parade attendees so long ago. It's for you and it's for me. And we need it because even though we might not be throwing our coats on the ground, we still praise God for Jesus and his deeds of power. We still offer to Jesus our broken hearts, our grief and our worries, our longings for a better world. Hosanna, we cry in praise and in longing. Hosanna, save us, Lord, we cry with hope. We long for Jesus to change things, to save us, And I don't know what the longings and the worries, the hopes are behind your hosannas. Maybe it's those quiet, private things that God somehow unknot the complicated tangle you or a loved one finds yourself in, or in the suffering of people we love, or free us from the worry and the sorrow that paralyze us. Maybe it's those bigger communal things that so many long for, Hosanna, we cry, begging for God to keep our children safe in school, to disrupt those powers that deny people the right to be who they are, to reconcile communities and families that are at odds, to bring peace and freedom and joy and flourishing for every single person. There's so many more reasons, but we all cry out, Hosanna, save us, Lord. And on this Palm Sunday, during this Holy Week and in the Passion of Jesus, we are about to read together, we hear again that Jesus saves by way of the cross through the power of self-giving and humility, this way that changes this world forever. And not only do these holy days tell us again and again about Jesus and all that Jesus has done, but they teach us about how we can live in response for the sake of this world. And today, it's that donkey that teaches us. The donkey is the one thing that Jesus ever needed, or at least said he needed. The only one time in all of the Gospels that Jesus ever said, I need something, was a donkey a simple gray beast of burden, which is a good reminder for us whenever we start to feel (laughs) self-important. But it's also an invitation because now we are the ones that Jesus needs 
to carry his love into this world. Jesus didn't need a shiny, galloping stallion, but a donkey. A donkey that reminds us that we don't have to be the strongest or the fanciest or the toughest. Jesus needs us simply to be who we are. And that donkey and the palm parade so long ago that reminds us that Jesus' way of change for ourselves and for this world comes not through chariots of domination, not through demonizing the other or winners take all, but through humility and service, relationships and finding strength together and discovering unlikely partners. We don't have to fight, but neither can we flee. That donkey doesn't just stay home. Sometimes we feel powerless against it all, like the problems are just too big. But donkeys stubbornly persist and do the work, even when it's hard. The way that we can respond to the heartbreak of this world is to be like that donkey and carry the love of Jesus out into this world, into all of its terror and despair and brokenness and beauty. We are not the Savior, but neither are we powerless. We are the ones that Jesus needs, so we can't just do nothing. We don't have to throw punches and take names. Instead, we show up for our neighbors and for others, stubbornly loving our enemies and believing in the goodness of everyone, serving and working and trusting in God's life-giving power. The donkey shows us the way, letting go of our pride and force while refusing to let apathy or despair keep us tied up so we can step out into this world confronting the stuff of death and of hate, carrying with us Jesus and his love. The the poet Mary Oliver wrote this beautiful poem about the donkey on Palm Sunday. It's short, this is it. The words she writes. On the outskirts of Jerusalem, the donkey waited, not especially brave or filled with understanding. He stood and waited. How horses turned into the meadow leap with delight, how doves, released from their cages, clatter away, splashed with sunlight. But the donkey, tied to a tree as usual, waited. Then he let himself be led away. Then he let the stranger mount. Never had he seen such crowds, And I wonder if he at all imagined what was about to happen. Still, he was what he had always been, small, obedient. I hope, finally, he felt brave. I hope, finally, he loved the man who rode so lightly upon him as he lifted one dusty hoof and stepped as he had to forward. So friends, today and in the coming days, I hope finally that you too feel brave. I hope finally that you too love the Savior who you carry with you. And I hope that you too step forward, forward as you bring more goodness, more healing, more joy, more freedom, more love, wherever Jesus leads you.
Amen. Now we turn to God in prayer, saying those words Jesus taught us in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.
And now a blessing for you. May God bless you as you step forward with courage and confidence, carrying with you the love of Jesus in all that you do. And as you go, know that you are held in the power of our eternal creator, redeemed by our Lord Jesus who saves us, and sustained by the creative goodness of the Holy Spirit. God bless you today and forever. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and thanks for your support of the ministries of St. Paul Lutheran Church. Our commitment to projects that lend hope to other people stretches across the country and around the world. We hope that in a good way you feel a part of that reach. Tune in next Thursday for another edition of the St. Paul Podcast.